Assalamu alaikum and a very warm welcome to the first episode of the Arabic with Quran podcast with your brother Muhammad. I invite you on a journey with me through Arabic grammar, where together we'll walk through at least 40 lessons on the Arabic language with a focus on Quranic vocabulary, inshallah. By the end of the series, you should have a good overview of Arabic grammar and heard at least a thousand new words. But I would use these episodes that you listen to as a supplement rather than a replacement for proper study and reading. I aim to have a new episode out every day, so if you're a new listener, please check in every day for a new episode and add this podcast to your favorites and share please. Now we have our introduction out the way, let's actually get into the lesson. In this lesson, we'll cover nouns and adjectives, definiteness and indefiniteness, and bring it together with like nominal sentences or nominal sentences. Okay, so firstly in Arabic, all words fall into three groups. Ism, which are like, you know, nouns and adjectives. Fa'al, which are like verbs. And finally, huruf which are like the prepositions and the various prefixes as well as the various connectives. So, nouns and adjectives are able to express four very important qualities in Arabic, which are definiteness, gender, number, and case. Definiteness is basically when the noun or adjective has the in the, in the front of it. Words can be masculine or feminine in Arabic, and adjectives can be feminized by adding the ta marbuta at the end. Nouns and adjectives can also be in the singular, plural, as well as uniquely in Arabic, the dual, when we refer to two of something. Finally, nouns and adjectives can express their case, meaning, you know, the function they serve in the sentence, such as either being the subject or the object. These concepts become much more obvious as you become more familiar with the, you know, different, uh, when you become more familiar with Arabic uh, examples and Arabic grammar as a whole. Yeah. Okay, so let's start seeing what the concepts look like in practice. Let's take a word. Um, this is a, you know, a normally common word that we normally, uh, we use as a, you know, when we're learning Arabic or when teachers teach Arabic. Kitabun. Kitabun. So that means book, a book. It means a book. We know it's a book rather than the book because the word ends with tanween. The un that you heard at the end, kitabun. On paper, this is actually shown with a double dhamma on the last letter. When you hear or see tanween, then you know that the word is indefinite. Right? The tanween for the other cases are an and in, so like kitaban, kitabin, right? So those would be the other two cases that the kitab could, could be expressed as. Now, if we want to refer to a specific book and make it definite, we, we say al-kitabu, al-kitabu. Notice the difference, kitabun, al-kitabu. We added the definite article al to the beginning of the word and dropped the tanween. It's important to remember that a word can't have both al and tanween at the same time. And uh, as an interesting side note, some words in English actually begin with al as they actually have Arabic origins such as alchemy and algebra. 
Okay, so let's move on to how we actually use adjectives with nouns. Here is an example. Kitabun tawilun. Tawil means long, or if you're using it with reference to like buildings or people and trees or like vertical things, it would, it would mean tall. So, kitabun tawilun. Notice how the adjective comes after the noun it describes, which is like the opposite in English. So, now our first phrase is kitabun tawilun, and it means a, a long book. In Arabic, the adjective has to agree in definiteness, gender, number, and case, meaning they have to be the same for all attributes to give the meaning a long book. But the cool thing about Arabic is you can actually say the book is long simply by making the book definite. Al-kitabu tawilun. Here, by keeping the adjective indefinite, it acts as a predicate to the subject, in this case the book. It basically explains, it gives you the news of, of the book, right? If we went a step further and made tawil definite, we get al-kitabu which means the long book essentially turning this back into a phrase again rather than a complete sentence now before we continue I just want to bring your attention to a point of pronunciation so listen again notice I didn't say but here the lamb the L sound has been assimilated into the next letter and there is an added stress or like doubling of the ta sound. The basic reason for this is for ease and fluidity of pronunciation. The L, the L, the lamb gets assimilated into the next letter if that letter is a sun letter. If the next letter is a moon letter, then the L sound doesn't get assimilated. The Arabic letters are split into two groups, sun and moon. The sun letters are ta, dal, dal, ra, zain, sin, sheen, saad, dad, ta, da, lam, and noon. The rest are the moon letters. Now, why are they called sun and moon letters, you might be wondering. Well, simply, the first letter of the word sun in Arabic is sheen, for shams. And, and sheen basically represents the sun letters because it, it's uh, found in that group of, of letters. The, the the are some letters, and then the letter Qaf is in Qamar, which is the word for moon, and so that represents the moon letters. The more you know, right? So let's just tighten our understanding of the agreement between adjectives and nouns in Arabic. So first, let's look at the cases. The endings of adjectives and nouns have to be the same no matter what. So Kitabun tawilun, kitaban tawilan, kitabin tawilin. Of course, they have different meanings and functions. When the words have dhamma, these tend to be the subject of the sentence. They have a patha, they tend to be the object. And if they have a kasra, they tend to either follow a proposition or be part of a possessive phrase like a book of Muhammad. What I've just said there was really just a simplified overview. Arabic grammar has more complex rules than that, but it's a good foundation to build on as you journey through Arabic grammar. Next is gender. I'll demonstrate this with two example sentences. Al-waladul jamilu 
the beautiful boy. Al bintul jamilatu, the beautiful girl. So here, al walad is masculine, so al jamil has to be masculine. Al bintu is feminine because inherently it's feminine. So al jamil has to be feminized by adding a ta marbuta to the end. So that's why you hear the tu at the end. So let's use one more example. Take the word for the teacher, al-mudarrisu. The female teacher is al-mudarrisatu. So if you said al-mudarrisu al-jamilu, you are describing a male teacher. And if you say al-mudarrisatu al-jamilatu, you are describing a female teacher. Okay, so finally, finally numbers. In short, if the noun is singular, or dual, or plural, then the adjective must express the same number. But in future episodes, we'll cover this in greater detail, inshallah. So that's everything I want to explain about nominal sentences and the agreement of adjectives with nouns. There are obviously more aspects to this, which I will cover in future episodes, inshallah. At the minute now, I just want to go through a list of 20 or so words so to build up your vocabulary. And these are words that you will find especially in the Qur'an. So when you're reading the Qur'an or listening, um, if you know these words, it will help you be able to uh, become familiar with them. Alright, so the word for God or in the Qur'an is Allah. And then the word for our God is Ilahun. The plural for that is Alihatun. Then the next word for reward is Ajrun. The plural of Ajrun is Ujurun. Then the word for sign or verse, Ayatun. And the plural of that is Ayatun. Okay, the word for town is Baladun. And the plural of that is Biladun. The word for messenger is Rasulun. And the plural is Rusulun. The word for mercy is Rahmatun. The word for punishment is Adabun. The word for victory is Fawzun. The word for Quran or recitation is Quranun. The word for scripture or document or book is Kitabun. The plural of Kitabun is Kutubun. Right. Now, the word for a successor or a viceroy is a khalifatun, and then the plural is khulafa'u. The word for earth is ardun. The word for mother is ummun, and the plural is ummahatun. The word for day is zawmun. The plural is ayyamun. The word for faithful or secure is aminun. The word for last, or it can also mean next, is akhirun. The word for strong or severe is shadidun, which the plural is shidadun. The word for mighty is azizun. The word for great and mighty is adhimun. The word for strong is Gawiyun. The wor word for big is Kabirun. The word for noble or generous is Karimun. 
The plural is kiramun. The word for glorious is majidun. The word for like wide or ample is wasion. The word for clear is mubinun. The word for first is awalu. And the plural of awalu is awaluna. Then there's uh, the next word is ula. That's the, also the word for first, but that's the feminine word for first. The word for other is akharu. And the plural of that is akharuna. The female of akhar is ukhra. And the feminine plural of that is ukharu. I would like to finish this episode and future episodes with a few verses from the Quran to demonstrate the lessons we've learned today. Normally, when we recite the Quran, we don't say the very last syllable. But for educational purposes, I will recite the last syllable so you can hear the agreement between the adjectives and nouns in these verses. So, the first surah is Surah 12 in verse 1. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لام را تلك آيات الكتاب المبين سورة 27 verse 147. Surah 6, Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I invite you to come tomorrow to listen to the next episode, inshallah. And uh, and that episode should be about more about nouns, more about the the cases of nouns, the uh, declension of nouns, and we'll, and we'll look in, into that in more detail, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum, and I hope that you have a wonderful day.